Bueller, 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 Bueller. Wake up! Good morning! Terry Wilson, he's going to throw. Conrad! Touchdown, Kentucky! Touchdown, Kentucky! <laughs> Victory, Kentucky! Like, give your fans what they want, you dinguses. She probably smokes marijuana. Bad, bad girl. They Rubbish! There's buggers over here. Back outside. This is the point where he always hits it. Oh! Aaron Harrison beyond belief. We did it. We beat those British We bastards. beat the British. Suck it, Cornwallis. Ten kids. You're basically pregnant for 20 years. Pregnant or breastfeeding. Just wild. Like, that sounds exhausting. Potheads. What an adorable... We're an adorable bunch of people. Woodson from the gun. Play fake. Step it up. He's throwing deep down the near sideline. He's got Johnson. 20, 10, 5, touchdown, Kentucky. Jesus, Rash, get it together. Yeah, right. It's game day. Come on. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. Everybody, happy Tuesday to you. It is September 5th, 2023, and we're back for another week of Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen. We just noticed that intern Jacob popped in. He said he was going to. We're excited to see him as well. Hope you're having a great start to your morning. Hope you had a great long weekend and enjoyed it. I don't want to be the bearer of bad news, but uh, I think our last like federal holiday till Thanksgiving, unless I'm just completely missing one somewhere along the way. But we're back, and it's a short week, so that's good. And we've got a ton to talk about and only two hours to do it, which isn't as good, but it is still nice being back. Nick Roush, how are you on this Tuesday morning? How was your weekend? All right, hot start. I'm out, I'm out. I'm out of sorts, TJ. You, we got to turn your your volume down. Yeah, you're way. Something something's different. Something was off this morning. Way over well, my new, new, different computer. But is that something on Scoot's end? No, it's it's your. It's not. Ralph sounds fine to me. TJ, it's yeah, like your yeah. volume's just a little too loud. If you can come down if with you it, can crank it down or back mm. up it a little bit. Uh, there's a little gain knob on the back of that mic that can adjust it as well. Uh, so yeah, I got I got a little uh, I got a little thrown off, but no, I'm good. I'm good. I'm excited. I'm now that Labor Day's over. I'm officially ready for it to go to 60, 70 degrees. Um, it just it waking up and it's still being like kind of humid outside. You're like, what, what the hell's going on here? Um, I, I don't really get it. I, I did thoroughly have a good time this weekend. It was a long weekend filled with lots of football. Um, and it was one of those two where you felt like, oh, wow, that was, that was an eternity ago when we watched Florida, Utah. I mean, it's, it's felt like one long big weekend since. So I, I've, I thoroughly enjoyed my time. Cats got a dub. Got, got some time to, to send the summer off with a little bit of swimming pool action. So a little bit of everything for Labor Day weekend and uh, excited to only have two days in between before the NFL season kicks off. So only two days without football. It'll, it'll be here before you know. So 
a lot of radio shows would try to get all their stuff figured out before, but we can't because there's commercials playing. And if we talk while the commercials are playing, you'll hear us over the commercials. So hopefully this is is better, but this is, oh, yeah, something that you'd great. ideally like to do. Yeah. I, something you'd ideally like to be able to figure out before you go. So hopefully this sounds better. If it doesn't or something changes again, just let me know. I'll mess around and, and monkey with it, see if I can figure it out. Scoots, how are you? I am good. It was a good weekend for me. I'm I'm with Roush. Nice long weekend. Uh, did a lot of relaxing. Watched the Cats on Saturday. Pretty much the whole game. Same thing with Indiana, thanks to them keeping that game close. Pretty much watched that whole game as well. But yeah, I just did a lot of relaxing this weekend. Of course, I uh, played golf on Friday with you guys, and then I actually went out and played golf yesterday as well. So it was an, it was an awesome weekend for me. Glad to be back for a short week. Intern Jacob, nice to, to see you back on the Big X. Good to be back. Uh, my weekend, well, my weekend was scheduled around football, and it was awesome. I did not make plans. I made my plans based on the good games, and I watched every single one of them, and it was great. Nah, you're you're at the point in your life, Intern Jacob, that like that's what you should be doing, and it sounds like you're doing it right. Uh, I, I miss when my schedule was just strictly dictated around the sports schedule, which I can still do every so often, but usually for like a game, not just like all day kind of mapping it all out. But it was nice to have college football back. It was nice to be at Kroger Field. Intern Jacob was there. We saw we ran into Matt Sack as well. And uh, we, we've got a lot to get to. We do. We, we This is our first show since the Big X Sports Radio Golf Scramble. But coming off UK's first football game, I know people don't want us to spend 30 minutes, although we could. It was a great event out at Elk Run on Friday. We had a blast. I think it ended up being like 23 teams, maybe give or take one. Um, but we had a bunch of bunch of KRC listeners out there, a bunch of big exports radios listener, listeners out there. We were able to meet a lot of great people. And for the second straight year, Elk Run Golf Club just knocked it out of the park and put on an awesome show for us. We had prizes, we had games, we had Salsaritas catering. Shady Rays showed up and, and gave away free sunglasses. I think seven people won free sunglasses based on their little chipping game that they brought. Uh, so it, 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 everything went perfectly. And it was a little toasty near the end of the day, but for the most part being out there, weather wasn't too bad and everything went well as far as I, unless uh, I didn't hear something along the way, but everything went great. If you're out there, it was great to see you. Great getting to, to again, meet several different people that I hadn't met before. And if you weren't, we hope that we get to see you again next year. Hopefully Elk Run will have us back and uh, gosh, their clubhouse is, is unbelievable. Just all around a, a good time, but there was football this week. So it's going to be an interesting show trying to mix in all the sports, all the talking points, and maybe a little nonsense from Friday as well. But yeah, Roush, it was a golf scramble day, and then whatever everybody had going on Friday night, bada boom, bada bing, you fell asleep, woke up, first Saturday of the year, an early one at that. And shout out to UK fans. Kroger Field, at least for my, I couldn't see behind me, the second level behind me. Roush, you would have had a better vantage point or angle of the, of, of the across the field where I sit, but it looked full. And even I know season openers are going to should be good crowds, but against an opponent that isn't really the sexiest name in the world, UK fans and on a hot Saturday as well showed up in a big way 
felt like big time college football. Crowd was great on Saturday. We're going to talk about the game. There was a lot to like. There was plenty that UK needs to work on, as you'd imagine, in week one. They didn't get out of the game scot-free from injuries, but maybe it could have been worse in that department. We'll get to all of it, but Roush, what were kind of your first takeaways from UK season opener win? Yeah, no, it was a it was a very good crowd. At the Krogo on Saturday, it was buzzing before the game. I was so happy that it was just a nooner because, man, I, I could not handle waiting around much longer. The anticipation was killing me. Um, and the fans, they they hung tough until things got a little toasty there in the second half. It was also a really long game. You hit a lot of long reviews because the officials were just horrifically bad. I totally well, – huge jinxy cat on my part for defending officials before that game because they made some just – horrific errors that cost wiped points off the scoreboard for Kentucky with that second scoop and score. And then Kenneth Horsey, he goes and gets hurt uh, two plays later. Uh, But to just get to it, Mark Stoops did have good news yesterday. It's not going to be season ending, but he will miss a couple of weeks um, while he recovers from that injury. Dylan Ray looked good in his absence. Kentucky ran the ball well. The offense was far from crisp, but TJ, it, it felt like, yeah, after the game, talking to all the, the, the people who are on the offense, that they kind of attributed it to nerves, jitters, whatever you want to call it. I, I think that they they were just trying to do way too much all at once. Um, but Devin Leary had a lot of time to throw. And when he did get some pressure because they made mistakes up front mentally uh, and were trying to do too much, he was really mobile in the pocket. We did a great job getting away from the pressure. And then on the opposite end, I thought the front seven looked the part that we like they, they are who we thought they were. They were disruptive on the first snap. Yeah, sure, they missed some tackles for loss behind the line of scrimmage, but it's week one. You're gonna miss some of those. Um, I, I thought they looked great. You had defensive touchdowns, they forced turnovers, they created havoc. That's something we haven't seen a lot. Uh did not expect Keyshawn Silver to come in and raise hell. Uh I wasn't sure if he would live up to that five-star status, but first play, he's four yards behind the line of scrimmage. So uh, in the trenches, I thought Kentucky performed well. Uh, the offensive line, obviously, is far from a polished product. But what, in, in all in all, you got to like what you saw from the Kentucky Wildcats in week one at Kroger Field. I, I, was, I, was, I was fine with it. It, it, uh, it, it is week one. You saw, we're going to talk about just the overall weekend of college football, and I know people are still kind of buzzing from Duke's absolute domination of Clemson last night, but there were a lot of teams that didn't look totally polished, and you shouldn't. It's week one. These are the things that you're going to figure out. All things considered, I think in the SEC, UK had, what, second most yards per play per average on offense, pretty solid. Defensively, you, you should have you gave up two touchdowns and you probably should have scored two touchdowns. The officials took one away from the defense. You can you can live with that, I think, if you're UK's defense, scoring two, only giving up two. I think part of the issue people had, Roush, with the giving up two where they were somewhat sustained drives, and you'd yeah. like to see UK's defense get off the field. Mark Stoops' defense usually does a better job. They'll be known to bend but not break. Uh, but it was kind of disappointing to see to sustain drives, but we're being a little nitpicky with that, I would think. Again, things you can polish up, things that you can get better at, and all things considered, it wasn't a work of art, but it was a comfortable, easy win, a cover for the Cats, 
and a lot of the the pieces we wanted to see, a lot of the people that we were really excited about Roush, they delivered. I mean, really almost all of them. We wanted to see Ray Davis. He looked good. Uh, he, he was able to find the end zone. Uh, Barry on Brown has been talked about all offseason. He makes a huge play that we expect him to do more of those things. Devin Leary, again, you know, he, he could he'll, he'll get better in this offense. Uh, it, it it's going to take it's going to take a tiny bit of time, but I still thought that he made a lot of nice throws. Uh, you're right; he was able to kind of move around, look fine there. That was good. And then you know, Dane Key also. So all things considered, uh, the the people at least on offense that we wanted to see, they did some things that were nice. Uh, but let's talk about the Kenneth Horsey injury because I know a lot of folks are concerned about that. Yeah, yeah, he he went down in the end of the second quarter. Um, and Dylan Ray replaced him. Uh, Ray got the highest run grade, actually, um, on the team, according to PFF. He opened that hole for a huge run uh, by Ray Davis there in the second half. But Horsey, it's not season-ending. He'll um, expect it to miss a couple of weeks, and I don't I don't have specifics on what – did he roll an ankle? Did he sprain his knee? I'm not really sure, um, but the Georgia games in a month, Florida game, September 30th. Maybe you're hoping that he'll be there back around then, but, I mean, that, uh, you know, I, it's, it's a mystery to me at this point. Um, I haven't gotten any inside scoop on it other than what Stoops shared yesterday was that he'll be out a couple weeks um, and that it's not season-ending. So just good news, but not, like, the absolute best news because, yeah, he's the second left guard to go down. Dylan Ray was not – uh, supposed to be the guy that came in. That was supposed to be being Christmas. And then that dude uh, ends up suffering a season ender. So uh, some early lumps so far um, on the offensive line at one position in particular. But uh, Horsey will be back. So that that is the good news. Uh, elsewhere on the offensive line, though, TJ, I thought Eli Cox had a rough day. I mean, a bad day to just be blunt. Um, some of the misses were on him just assignment-wise. And he... He, he, he had a bad day. He had an off day. And then Jagger Burton had some snapping issues. He was in charge of the calls. And I think some of the stuff, as Stoops said, they just, I think he was overthinking things a little bit too much in there. I'm, at least with those guys, like I'm, I, I am a little bit confident that, like, hell, the whole offense in general, we talked about it going in in this game. You, you get the three cupcakes to start the season, and then you go to Vandy to work through some problems. They, they've got problems to work through, but as Mark Stoops, his message on Monday, he didn't want to sound too aggravated at his Monday press conference because he's like, our guys came ready to play. They just met, you know, physically and emotionally, they were driving guys off the ball, but they just didn't mentally execute. I, I, I think that's why you saw some problems up front and why Kentucky wasn't crisp offensively. Um, and, you know, that goes to receivers too. Like that, that interception, Devin Lee threw. Dinky and Devin, like, we thought Key was running just a stick. Key ran a slant. Um, when they were in the red zone, Key was wide open in a slant, but he didn't throw it to him. So there was um, there was obviously some mishaps, but that's why that's why they got time to correct those mistakes. They do. It is funny when you were talking about the offensive line depth. How the 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 Christman interview or conversation that we had was like. By itself, not a huge deal, not a huge loss, but if you lose somebody else at that position, it could end up being a much bigger deal. And then, sure enough, game one 
we're exactly having it's like we've spoke it into existence uh we do that from time to time but the the kenneth horthy the kenneth horsey thing is it, it could end up being a good thing um this is it's a this is a hot take. I don't think it is a good thing for what it's worth. I'd rather him be totally healthy. I'd rather this offensive line unit get as many reps, even against bad teams, that they possibly can. Uh, it's not. It's to me, it's not a good thing. But let me allow a, a counterpoint of how it could be a good thing. Pretty easy counterpoint at that. Younger guys, other guys that weren't expect. Figure it out. Step up. Here's your opportunity. Show that you can do it. And then assuming that you do get Horsey back right when the schedule starts to toughen up, you may feel a little bit better about the depth that you have, a more established depth, people getting more reps, feeling more comfortable. Uh, that would be the counter to this. But all that being said, I'd much rather have the first unit that we were a little iffy on that didn't have its best 2022 season, I'd rather them be as cohesive and connected as possible and horsey missing time. As Ralph said, you're already having to scramble and you're already having to switch and move some pieces around that you weren't really anticipating on doing. Again, if it if it works out and you develop some depth along the way, all right, then you could look back and say this, this wasn't the end of the world. But uh, it's a bummer, especially at, at that position um, and things that, again, we alluded to, like, we hope this doesn't happen. And then sure enough, in game one, it does. It worries me maybe a little bit, intern Jacob, when you hear Mark Stoops say it could be a couple weeks, not to do the old Calipari effect, but like, okay, is this gamesmanship? Is it going to be, you know, in a month, is it still going to be a couple weeks? You know, he had a the injury, he had a mishap. It's going to be a little longer than we thought. Are they just going to be kind of pulling us along on this, or is that actually the real timetable? In which case, you would think maybe by that Florida game, he could he could potentially be good to go. Yeah, I mean, you're so used to uh, coaches saying, hey, yeah, it'll be a few days. We'll just put some tape on it, and then you don't see him for the entire season. But um, on another note, no, I, I thought we played really well uh, defensively, maybe a few mishaps here and there, but our offense, God, I, I guess it just needed, they just need some time to get going. I thought Leary played okay, not great. Our receivers played pretty good. I guess Roush saw a little more uh, detail with the routes that they ran, but um, all in all, I thought we played all right. I think we'll, we'll kind of shape into form here in a few weeks. Yeah, you, you hope that that should be the case with every football team, and especially Kentucky. I do think there was like Roush, this idea of Lee and Cohen coming back, Devin Leary being UK's quarterback, where it was just going to be like every play a touchdown could be possible. Don't take your eyes off. And I guess theoretically, like with the big play threats that was on the table, it just there were a couple of drives that that didn't go the way that we were anticipating. A couple of kind of routes ran into one another or just kind of clogged side of the field where they were trying to get the ball. Again, I agree with Jacob. It, it, they're going to get better at that stuff. But I do think maybe some people had the wrong idea of exactly what this offense would look like with 14 minutes left in the first, first quarter. Like this is going to take a little bit of time. Yeah, but then also the first play, Devin Leary had 17 seconds to throw the football and delivered the ball to a wide-open Dane Key for a 44-yard gain. And you're just like, oh, yeah, th this is going to be easy. They're going to make it look good. Every uh, play. Every play yeah. is going to be that. Yeah, but then they got into short fields and struggled. Uh, their first trip to the red zone, it was like pulling teeth uh, to finally 
get in there. Um, I'm, I, miss, I alluded to it earlier that missed throw to Danky. But then the, the turnovers where you got the ball. I mean, they got the ball inside the 40 twice in the final five minutes of the first half, give or take. Hell, it might have even been three times. And Alex Rayner's just kicking field goals instead of scoring touchdowns. You know, that that's the stuff that um, Kentucky fans are like, come on. Like, what you're supposed to – what are we doing here? It was it felt a little like the Governor's Cup last year, right? Where, like, Kentucky is completely dominating, but three less than seven is – yeah. Let me – correct. Three less than seven. Yeah, yeah. We'd much rather – four more points. Good. Goes a, goes a long way. That being said, the second quarter was all Kentucky. Uh, again, you'd, you'd want not as many field goals there. But while we're talking field goals, Alex Rayner looked awesome. What a pickup. Yeah, yeah. I love after the game, too. Mark Stoops talked about the improved special teams. I mean, multiple times. Mentioned in his intro, I think he answered two questions about special teams. And then the press conference is winding down. I'm like, yeah, so – Bayon Brown, 99-yard kickoff return, huh? And he's like, yeah, yeah, we did that on special teams too. Like, he was just so happy to see a field goal operation look normal. Hell, they blocked a kick too. Um, And then uh, after the game, it was was very amusing to to interview Alex Rayner. And all the reporters are like, yeah, you really kicked those field goals. And he's like, yeah, um, that's kind of what I do. Like, that's the (laughs) – Callum, what, what, how'd you do it? Like with your foot? What, sh- can we see it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was it was uh, very much uh, Chris Farley interviewing Paul McCartney on SNL. <laughs> Good reference. Yeah, yeah. He was perfect on extra points. He was perfect on field goals. Banged in a 46-yarder. And then I'll go ahead and, and add to it. I thought Wilson Berry looked good. A 51-yard punt. And he only had two of them. But to have a to have a 51-yarder, I thought was pretty good as well. All around on special teams. Pretty solid. Tavion Robinson, I thought he was maybe a missed tackle from having a, a nice punt return. But he had a decent average on the punt returns that he did have. So special teams, probably the, the MVP of Saturday. That... Not- I, I, you know, I was happy with it, Scooch. What'd you make of it? I freaking loved that kickoff return because it was late. Later, it was it was in the third quarter, I believe, right? So the spread was still in play. I was on the Kentucky side of the spread. My Gill was on Ball State side of the spread. So I literally got up out of my chair when he returned that ninety-nine yard kickoff return. And it just begs the question: Is there a more exciting play in football than a kickoff return for a touchdown? <laughs> Because in my opinion, I don't even think it's close. I mean, the one thing you could compare, maybe if a running back breaks like an 85-yarder, that, that's pretty comparable. But I am a big kickoff return guy. It's it's so fun. It's it's great. Yeah. It's, um, when, you get, when you see that little hole, they break it. It is a lot of fun. Part of, part of the kickoff return is that it is – the other team has scored. That's why they're kicking it off to you. I mean, uh, you know, unless it's like the opening kick of a half. But – I would I, – I love a strip sack followed by uh, like a, a scoop and score. score. That, that, <laughs> I think that's my favorite play in all of football. Uh, but kickoff return has got to be close, especially because, I mean, that, he made this one look easy. But, like, a lot of times you're you're covering a lot of real estate, like switching sides of the field and stuff like that to be able to find – yeah, I also love a good developed screen that works where like the running back or wide receiver catches the ball and then you just see like four offensive linemen in front of him with some steam, like with a head of steam. That's another fun play in football as well. UK outscores 
Ball State in the first half. Um, very, you know, p- pretty similar kind of scoring. It's 23 to 7 at halftime, and then UK wins the second half 21 to 7. So consistent there. Uh, it was a cover, it was a beatdown, but plenty of room for growth for this UK football team. A lot to get excited about. One down, one win. 11 more to go. We'll talk more about Saturday at the Krogue, UK's opening win. They have Eastern Kentucky this week, and we'll do a little bit more broad aspect of the weekend that was college football. When we return on your Tuesday morning of Kentucky Roll Call on Big Exports Radio, TJ Walker, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, intern Jacob. We're back after this. It'll be all right. Come Monday. I'll be holding you tight I spent four lonely days In a brown alley haze And I just want you back by my side Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call With Walker and Roush Ah! The best freaking team in all the land! Woohoo! Welcome back, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. The show goes 7 to 9 Monday through Friday. You can get a replay of the show 9 to 11. And we're on the TuneIn Streaming app. You can catch the podcast anywhere you get your podcasts. Kentucky Roll Call, glad to be back after the long weekend, although the long weekend was nice. The scramble was nice. Most importantly, Nick Roush's putting was nice. My dude was on fire with the putter. Uh, Again, we're going to kind of do these like quick hitters. We'll we'll sneak in some of the other weekend shenanigans, but we still do want to talk sports. It is a sports radio show. But the scramble on Friday, we are seven under through 11, which is like unbelievable for the group that we have. Mike Rutherford, Nick Roush, Justin Kalen, and myself, all of which like, you know, can, can shoot probably in the 90s or the 80s or the low 100s any given round, but none are really like great golfers. We didn't have any really A-plus golfers. And I think where you see that the most in a scramble is on your approach shots into the green, your irons into the green, and then with putting, both sometimes with easy putts, sometimes with long putts. Uh, but that was our major issues really for the entire day was just getting into the green giving us something to work with, giving us some makeable putts. And we didn't have a lot of them, to be totally frank with you. And that's why it was such a big deal that Roush was just so on the money, including a 55-footer for birdie that just sent the the course into a frenzy. We went absolutely bonkers. It was one of the best putts I've ever seen made in a scramble. Nick Roush, take a bow, buddy. Oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I, uh... Wow, I did it. I did it, Scoots. I've never you've never seen me like that. I don't know if I've ever seen me like that. I definitely have never seen you like that. And by the way, guys, you all were giving me some guff at the end of the round. Oh, Scoots didn't help. It didn't get any scoot help from Scoots. I was a little disappointed by that. And it, it kinda hurt my feelings a little bit. But you Yeah, know, you, you, no. you definitely had your feelings hurt by that. Don't be such a baby. Hang on. Somebody hey. asked us somebody asked who was, uh, who the weakest link was, and it was no offense, it was you by far. Hey, so yeah, no, I, I did not agree with that when you all said that on Friday. So I went home on Friday after my game 
and I laid down in bed, and I, I played back every hole, and I was like, oh my gosh, you all only used seven of my shots. So yeah, you were absolutely right. I was the Winkling, so I wanted to come in here and apologize for that today, because I thought I, I, thought I was so much better than that, but it turns out I was not. Seven shots, unacceptable. No, no. Again, it, you, you, took it, you took it more personally than it is. God, Scooch, we all stink at golf. Yeah, uh, they, like none none of us really had an amazing day during the scramble, except for Roush on the green. But I'd say outside of Roush's green shots, we probably only used maybe three or four of his balls. A drive here or there, no. he right. stuck that one on the par three, which was really really nice. Um, oh, but then like right after hitting, it wasn't my fifty five footer, but it was another long putt I hit. Um, no, no, yeah, you're right. It was I, I stuck one on a par four that set us Mike uh, Rutherford up to hit a birdie. That's and what then, it was. Yeah, and then the next shot, I get the golden ball on That's a par three, and I hit it at a ninety degree angle, thirty yards to the right, directly into the water. It was. It's like how can you be? How can you hit a ball so well and then hit a ball so poorly? It was. Yeah, uh, we we're just not that good at golf, scoots, and I think. It was indicative by being seven under through eleven and then falling apart down the stretch. We yeah, we fi- we finished five under. We went two under the final several holes. Scoot, just where I was not disappointed because I, I really you know it's not a big it doesn't matter. I just going into greens, I thought you, we would use a few more of your balls there. I think we used a couple of your drives. Um, I think you made one putt. But I just thought getting into the greens, we'd use you, that's where we'd really rely on scoots, and we we used a couple of yours. It was I, I, mine stunk too. I wasn't much better either. So um, it was all around just pretty average golfers having a good time out on the scramble. We had a listener say if you had to guess who the weakest link was, it wasn't Roush because he saved us about like four strokes with his yeah. putting. Uh, but it'd probably be you or me. I was impressed with Mike. He played he played solid. How I, more I, so with just like how little he plays, how kind of good he is. It, it actually yeah. makes me mad. I'm like, dude, why don't you golf more? You're good. Like I, I, I would play more if I was better. Mike is just like, I mean, he, his bad shots. It was just like it would just kind of float a little bit on him, right? But like Mike Rutherford, not a bad golfer for a guy who said he's only played three times in two years. You know, after yeah. after I played yesterday, after playing on Friday. I've come to the conclusion that I need some, I need some training. I, I, I got to get some help on my irons somehow, some way. I've got to, I've got to get those things locked in. Because TJ, I'm the same way with my approach shots. I expect me to be on the green, ha- give us at least set us up for a putt. I don't even think I did that one time on Friday. So, well, I didn't. I, I, well, we weren't trying to hurt your feelings. It was all in the co- we we all let each other down. I mean, seven hundred through eleven, we were doing all right, and then it was just a total collapse, and that wasn't your fault. Wasn't wasn't Roush's fault. Right. Wasn't Brotherford's shot. Uh, you know, it was all of ours. We just fell apart. We had what, like two eight footers, one for par. Oh my gosh, that they one were, stunk. And we had another one for birdie. Putt. Yeah, we had another one for birdie, and we missed both of them. Exact same putts. Very easy. If I was playing my own ball, I expect to make that. Let alone if you're doing a scramble with four balls and you get to see four different reads. And I think every single one of them burned the edge on it. But that's golf. It's tough. Intern Jacob was out there with us. He helped out with the scramble. We're very appreciative that he was out there, especially with me having the issues I had on Friday morning. But he just played alongside of us and played his own ball. Intern Jacob, what'd you shoot? Like two over? I uh, shot even. You're even. Oh, yeah. Okay. Couldn't beat us, though. <laughs> Couldn't beat uh, us. I think the winning score was 13 under. Uh, we didn't really think we'd have a chance to win, but when you're seven under through 11 with the group that we had, we were pretty over the moon pumped. And 
Mike talked about this on Friday at, during his show after the scramble. I do think it's it's somewhat accurate. We're on a par five. Elk Run's such a fun course. So many different setups on holes. It's it's a really fun scramble course as well. But we're on a par five. We had a great drive. I don't remember exactly whose drive it was. Uh, could have been Mike's. I think it was Mike's. And second shot, we all hit pretty good shots into the green. It's a par five. We wanted to give ourselves an eagle chance, but we're all just kind of right around it. And Mike goes last. He hits like a 210-yard, I don't know if he used a hybrid or three iron or whatever he used, but he just crushes this ball. And Mike's like, what, five foot nine, a buck 30, a buck 40, something. You know, he's probably like a buck 50, but he's a, he's a little guy. He absolutely crushes this ball. And it's tracking not only towards the green, like towards the hole. And it lands a little short, and it rolls up. But like I said, we're about 210 out, so you can't really see. And it looks like it's like, it could be maybe a foot. It could have gone in. We don't really see exactly where it ends up on the green due to our vantage point, but we know it's a good shot. So we're making our way up there. Was it you, intern Jacob, that put the, the seed into our head, or was it Scoots? Oh, it was yeah, intern it was, Jacob. It was me. <laughs> intern Jacob is like, hey, guys, he was the first one up there. And everybody's getting up there, and we're like, well, we don't see a ball here. Hmm. Hmm. This was a really well hit shot by Mike and we don't see it. Like even if it's right off the green, we'd see it and we don't see anything. So intern Jacobs like, guys, that may have gone in. It was tracking right at the hole. We don't see anything. So then Roush and I were like, well, we don't want to be the ones to go up there and take away Mike Rutherford's albatross ball. Like we want him to be the one to find that. We want him to have that moment. He was the one that hit it. So let's all just chill out here. Wait for Mike to get up here and we'll see. He can go check it out. I mean, and, and this is this is two shots after uh, I hit the fifty-five foot bomb, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so, we're rolling. So yeah, we're, we're riding a high. Now we think Rutherford's holding for Albatross from like 130 yards out. No, 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 like 210 yards out. Oh yeah, it was that far? It was a par five. Because yeah. yeah, it was using a hybrid. <laughs> he he crushed this ball, and so Mike. He like he sees us just chilling there, so he knows something's up. And then I can't help but notice like the slightest little grin on Mike's face, and he's like, "What are we doing, boys?" And we're like, "There's we think there's a chance it may have gone in." And then we're kind of all talking, and we're like, "Yeah, it all it looked like a great shot. It could be in. Let's check it out." And then we just sit. We let Mike walk up to the cup. He looks into it, just gives like the most disappointed head shake that I've ever seen. It just shakes his head. No, it's not there. It had rolled off the back of the green probably about like five yards into the rough, so he really did get a hold of this ball. And we ended up birdie in that hole, but just the the deflation of thinking that you could get a two versus a four, it it the whole round. We bogeyed, I think, the one after that, and it's the wheels just comes fall. The wheels fell off, fault. and I guess we can put it all on Jacob. What do you have to yeah. say for yourself? Yeah, you How can put you. it on me. I'll take the blame. I'm sorry. It was fun though, and uh, shout out to my mom. She brought salsaritas for everybody. Dude, that salsaritas, salsaritas got scarfed up. Oh my gosh, that was so clutch. So I'm, I'm shout out to salsaritas, the clubhouse. It, it was such a wonderful experience out there, Elk Run. Uh, and I'm glad some of the folks who, you know, we because we had some people coming in from out of town, like uh, John. He he was there. He broke the head off of his driver, uh, but he got to have enjoy a salsaritas experience. And if you haven't enjoyed a salsaritas experience, or their catering before, so easy, so convenient, so delicious. 
in the wildly addictive chips. I mean, they they give you so many chips. I mean, I was just like, you know what? I I'm just going to have a plate of chips. Nothing else. Just give me the chips. I need it. I want it. It's it's going to give me life. And it did. It was wonderful. Uh, they've got two locations, one in St. Matthews and Middletown. Go to Salsaritas. If you haven't, you're missing out. Uh, it's Taco Tuesday, too. So you even get bonus points on the Salsaritas app when you get tacos from Salsaritas on Taco Tuesday. And, um, yeah, the drool is starting, TJ. I did it. I did it. It's It's like clockwork. Dabo looked like he was drooling on the sideline during the game last night, but not out of hunger, out of just having no clue how to fix his Clemson Tigers. Did you watch that game, Roush? I did. Did you see his quote after the game? It was like, this is this is the weirdest game I've ever been a part of. Um, in the second half, Clemson neither scored nor punted. Uh, I, I don't know the final numbers, but at one point they had – uh, five red zone trips and only seven points. And the one red zone trip they scored on was because of a muff punt. They just kept every, every time they got down there, fumble, fumble. And I don't even feel that bad betting Clemson to cover minus 13 because they, I mean, they had every chance to score touchdowns, but they were missing field goals. They got a field goal blocked. I mean, it was just an embarrassment of disasters down in there. It's It's like they were allergic to scoring once they got down in the red zone. Yeah, they, it was a, a wild game, especially late. They were having long drives to, to end the game. These are their last drives from the end, uh, heading into the fourth and third quarter. Seven plays, 36 yards, no points. This was the interception, four plays, 14 yards. So that one wasn't a long, sustained drive. They had an eight-play drive for only 29 yards. They had an 11-play drive for 48 yards. They had a seven-play drive for 62 yards. Uh, none, of, none of these amounted to points. Not, not a single one of them. Um, long, long drives, or at least, you know, multiple plays, moving the chains a time or two, and nothing to show for it. Uh, I think that you, it makes you – I've seen this take on social media, Roush, and I can't help but maybe somewhat agree with it, is Dabo Sweeney and Clemson just a pretty average to good program without an elite, talented quarterback. Because all their great teams – it's been with two guys that are NFL starters and have been since the day they entered the league. So if you don't give Dabo a great NFL talent arm, is are they just pretty average? That's what it looks uh, like. I loved all the Butch Jones comps too. Uh, yes. Yeah, that was that was great. Which by the way, Butch Jones, he's he's definitely lost his marbles too uh, when they were getting routed by Oklahoma. He might be the only guy that did it past the uh, Nick Saban coaching rehabilitation clinic. But uh, Jacob, the, the, the Clemson bubble, maybe not taking any players from the transfer portal is a bad idea. Uh, you know, just, just a thought. Maybe, maybe finally it's catching up to them because uh, they just <sighs> – offensively could not could not get it figured out once they got out of that red area yeah there was a point in that game Roush I want you to tell me what happened here because I was absolutely befuddled um it was fourth down there was it was like eight minute mark I mean Clemson they had a shot at this point but they were really gonna have to make something happen but uh Klubeck ran and slid and there was a targeting call but they called him just short and then it was Duke's ball how how did that happen? Shouldn't it have been 15 yards in a first so, round? The the only reason like, I I had not seen that uh, before either, 
but the explanation makes sense when he went to like it was it was a late hit call so it was a dead ball foul um and since it was a dead ball foul the quarterback was already down they gave the ball like he had already surrendered the ball at that point um is it fair i don't think so but i do like i i guess it does make theory or make sense in theory um so that that's why ultimately uh, Duke got the ball back despite hitting the the sliding quarterback in the head as he was going down. Yeah, that was crazy. I couldn't believe that. I was like, "How is that not?" Because I don't. I've never seen a targeting call to where it was a turnover on downs. Yeah, that is wild when you phrase it all. I I had it on mute and I was kind of following along on social media and I didn't really care because I was happy to just see Clemson losing. But it is weird how, like, Duke basketball, the most hated thing ever, Duke football, non-threatening, don't really have a major issue with you. Uh, but, no, that is pretty fascinating. Scoots, your Hoosiers, they covered. My wow. gosh. Yeah, they uh... – I'm hesitant to say they looked good. Defensively, they looked okay. Or or maybe it was just Ohio State's offense that was bad. But, yeah, I actually had a really good time watching that game on Saturday. I never at any point thought we would win. Um, But for it to be competitive and and Ohio State not to run all over us was a lot of fun. So, yeah, it gives me hope moving forward that instead of maybe three wins, we might win four. So, hell yeah. Let's get it. Yeah, they, they Ohio State scored with about like two minutes left in the third quarter to go up 17. But even at, even then, it was just like, if IU can find a way to score, this could kind of get fun. They just never could. It's they, an, they didn't score a touchdown for the entire game. Yeah, I'm embarrassing that we can't put one across the end zone. But we did get the three points, and so we didn't get shut out. So suck it, Ohio State. We're going to bounce around, talk about some other weekend action from college football. But if you're curious what UK's future opponents did, Eastern Kentucky got absolutely dominated at Cincinnati. Uh, that one was a, well, I think it was 42 to 7 at halftime. So just, uh, it was 66 to 13, a final. So Cincinnati really beat up on Eastern Kentucky. The Cats have Eastern Kentucky at 3 o'clock on Saturday. So if that score from Cincy is any indication, uh, that game should definitively be over at halftime for Kentucky, but we can worry about that a little bit later in the week. And then Akron, they come up just short at Temple. The Cats will play Akron and UK's first night game in two weeks. So they are 0-1 on the season. So uh, just from future opponent standpoint, should be two more easy wins for Kentucky moving forward. Roush, your uncle, he got his first win as a Louisville Cardinal, although Man. goodness gracious, that game Dude. seems like it was a week ago. It was Friday night, but that was a crazy finish as well. It That was the full Jeff Brom experience, and if you are new to it, um, and you're a Louisville fan who's just been following from afar, that's probably going to be every game that you watch this, this year against teams of comparable talent, which is most the ACC. Like the ACC is a, a bunch of teams kind of in the middle of the road. Maybe Duke is more towards the Duke and Miami are more towards the top of that um, second level. Uh, you don't really know where Clemson is. Florida State looked like a wagon, but the, I mean, they Louisville get had red zone opportunities, short fields that they didn't take advantage of, and they kicked field goals. They fell behind, then they came storming back. Uh, to take a late lead on with a crazy play, and then uh, almost gave it all away and let let the door crack for a backdoor cover. So um, that was a wild time. I'm sure it's going to be um, 
it, it, that will not be the case Thursday night when Murray State comes down. But I got a feeling it's going to be a large crowd for that game, even though I've checked online and you can still get in the door for three dollars. So um, you know, there's there's still uh, still still an easy ticket to get there um, at at. Don't call me Papa John's. Are you still doing the? You want to sneak into the game just for a print, the principle of it all thing? I think I am. I think I am. Like um, three I, three three dollars, but you you're gonna sneak in. Yeah, I think I want to try it just to just to see if I can. <laughs> you know, Roush said on I think this was Friday. He was like, yeah, I think I'm gonna go, but I'm gonna sneak in. I don't I don't want to. I don't want to pay for a ticket. And we were like, oh, they can't be that expensive. And then you were like, well, it's not paying for a ticket. I just have a history of being able to do it. And I want to see if oh, I can still do it. So see if I still got my fastball, you know, like, I mean, I, funny thinking about you sneaking in anywhere. You, I you know, stand. right. It's <laughs> so one thing if like, like the, my buddy that he, I don't think he's ever paid to get in that stadium. I mean, he's a little guy. Um, he's like scoot size. Uh, but me, not exactly, but I've been sneaking in since I was Duke sized. So I want to see if I still got it. Um, and if not, then I can just like, oh no, twist my arm, make me pay for a ticket. Uh, it is such like an easy, I feel like if you were caught, it, there could be like an easy, I had it on my phone, but I couldn't get service, which was actually an issue that intern Jacob and I had on Saturday. Always got to download the tickets to your yeah. wallet before you get to the busy parts, but everything worked out. Okay. We, we didn't have to wait any longer than we would have, but you could just, yeah. If somebody's like, sir, I never scanned your ticket. You'd be like, oh, my phone's acting up. Sorry. I, uh, and then you just run away. So uh, I want to ask you all because you were there. I got in early just to say I bought a beer at Coger Field with a Kentucky football helmet on it. But um, did how was the experience? Well, I, I haven't heard any complaints about long lines or anything. So it sounds like the first game with beer for the Heathens that sit at a close close proximity to the field um, that all went well. All went pretty well. Yeah, that's what they want you to think. It was horrible, Mitch. What have you done? What have you created? Oh, it was a no. sex. It was a sex fueled booze romp or booze fueled sex romp, more likely. Uh, and the keg stands in section seven, Roush. Oh, they no. were. It it just it was really really out of control. Uh, but in all seriousness, no, I didn't see any issues at all. Everything looked like it went smoothly. Uh, there were when you like leave the aisle to go to the bathroom or go get food or whatever. You more obstacles, you know, more landmines that you had to kind of nap beer mines that you had to navigate through getting through the aisles. But everything looked fine to me. Uh, like, and I also like that the crowd was there. At the, sometimes you'll get, oh, people getting their beers. They're going to be late getting into the, into the game. Yeah. Crowd at kickoff looked good, like I mentioned earlier to start today's show. I didn't see any issues with it. Uh, old, dabit, old habits die hard from like when you sneak in beer. Roush, you you know you put it all like right under your bleacher, and then like boom, there's your select or you sneak in alcohol or whatever it is. Like there's your drinks for the round or for the game. So when I went down, I I got my drinks and I was like, I'm gonna get just as many as they're not as many as they're gonna let me, but I'm gonna try to get my drinks so I don't have to keep going back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So I got a few. I got, a, I got a, they did get a little warm, admittedly. They did get a little warm, but I just had them underneath there and then boom. I just, I think I got up one other time to get a La Rosa's pizza. And besides that, just chilled, enjoyed a couple beers during the game, ate the pizza, and we were on our merry way. We left a little early and uh, everything went smooth from what I saw. The game day setup was fine. Maybe getting into the game took a little longer than normal, but that's maybe to be expected with, with opening week. But, 
the, the game day atmosphere was good. I didn't see anything too over the top regarding the booze. So well done, UK. Well done, Mitch Barnhart. It's about freaking time. Jacob, did you uh, are you are you old enough to buy beer? He, no. I, had to, I, had, I had to buy for him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I left my fake ID at home that day. Jacob got a LaRosa's pizza too. They they are they are like fantastic. delicious. They are. They're like they're so first off, compared to Rupp Arena's Hunt Brothers pizza, it is night and day. It's pizza versus cardboard. No offense to Hunt's Brothers, but also offense. Make better pizza. But the La Rosa's is even better than the old Papa John's that they used to have at Kroger Field. Just so cheesy and hot. Just big fan of the cheesy and hot. Uh, so good. So yeah. Good. So everything was good. Was press box fun? Everybody yeah. up there, no, no cheering in the press box. No, no. Uh, Drew said he almost cheered yesterday when Stoop said Horsey won't be out for the year. But um, <laughs> you just hear Drew start clapping during the press conference. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, luncheon yesterday, Chick Fil A. What? So, and yeah, I mean things are all coming up rash. Even though we, it was work on Labor Day. I mean Chick Fil A for the luncheon. I mean. Just things, uh, we're, we're turning a new quarter here. We're rounding third. Also, shout out, um, I, I don't I don't believe you brought Lucy for game one, but shout out to Luckett's little boy, Baker. We, after the game, you know, we're getting ready to head back, and he's like, yeah, I need to help Taylor. They're at the tailgate still. And I was like, she's still here with that one-year-old? And dude was a trooper. I don't, I don't, man, I, I don't know how people do it with babies, but like, if they'll if they'll hang, man, that's awesome. So good for them. Good for him too. Yeah, I really wanted to get Lucy up to a game, and next Saturday would probably be the ideal one, like a three o'clock start against a team that you could. I don't, you know, I'm not going to feel the need to like tailgate several hours beforehand. We could leave at halftime. We could probably leave after the first quarter if push came to shove. But we're we're pretty booked up on plans the next few weeks. I don't know if I'm going to be up to the Krogue until the Florida game or not, but. We shall see. Yeah, that's great. Always great when you can take the kid. Things go smoothly there. So, uh, did you see our buddy Corey Price in the press box? You know, he was behind me, but I didn't. There were there were a lot of game day changes. So we had somebody new who does the like uh, gain of eight by Kentucky. Uh, you know that like announces the PA in the press box, like who made the tackle, how long. So that was slow. Uh, the stats broadcast didn't work for like the entire second half. That was very frustrating. Uh, and then, you know, my game day operation at KSR, we used to have a live blog, but uh, we were the last company to have a live blog. So that company was like, yeah, sorry, we can't do this anymore for you guys. You all can try something else. Is that um, is that true? No, it really is. Like they sent an email and had a call and they were like, yeah, you all were the last one still using this software. So we're, it's, it's not worth it for us. Uh. Because if I were running a company and I wanted to drive traffic to the message board, I also would say that the live blog company sent me an email saying it no longer worked anymore. We we also had to like change a couple times because they, like it used to be cover it live, then it was scribble. Like live blog is just like an internet thing from like 2012. Like it's not. It's, it's, a, not, it's dead now. That's kind of sad to agree. I, I actually think, live thread like message board posts for games are better than a live blog because live blogs people do get stuff spoiled for them i think a lot of people just don't care but like at least in a live thread you're not going to get something spoiled like in real time 
But that is crazy that they're all gone now because that was like 2012, 2013. That's how some people kept up with games. Yeah, yeah. But now we have Twitter. It's much easier to do that. So true. True, it, true. And, it, and also, it annoyed the bejesus out of me because, I mean, especially during basketball games, there's no telling how many times you missed a play because you were typing on the live walk and you would just hear something good happen. Um, so I do, you know. while we're talking KSR, I do want to give two shout outs. One, I love all the love that Stephen Peake's been getting the last couple days. I don't know what specifically has driven it besides like he released that new video, but I love that everybody is on board with Peake. He does such a good job. He's so talented. I love seeing that. And then secondly, to Jack Pilgrim, he's just killing it lately. And he's even got more intel on a pretty important UK basketball situation that we'll talk about in our number two. So shout out to both those guys. They are really, really good at the jobs that they do. Nick Roush, yourself included, of course, and all the fine folks at KSR. We're going to take our hour break, daily double time. We'll come back. We will get into the basketball. We'll get into the Thornton's text line. But I get it. The long weekend's over. You may be dragging this morning. But, hey, as my wife told me this morning, it is a short week. We'll get through this. It's going to be all right. To even help you get through it, stop by Thornton's. Get yourself an energy drink, some coffee, a donut, fresh fruit. They've got it all at a Thornton's near you. They're on every corner in Louisville. Hour number two of KRC comes up next. Over? You say over? I ain't heard no family! Welcome back for hour two of Kentucky Roll Call. Nothing is over until we decide it is! With Walker and Roush. We're just getting started, bro. Welcome back. Hour number two, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio, 96.1 FM, 1450 AM. TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin Kalen. Intern Jacob has to get to his real job. Look at him, so grown up. Still sleepy, but grown up. No, he sounded good. His energy was good this morning. It was fun to get to see him Friday, uh, the, the game Saturday. I do wish he was still around to talk about. I gave him... And Matt Sack an eleven to one beatdown and beer dog. Oh wow! It was it was ugly. Mm. It was ugly. And then although then Matt Sack left and in turn Jacob played with somebody else, and that game was very competitive. So if you're connecting the dots, Matt Sack stinks at beer dog. Many people are saying, not me. I consider him a friend. I wouldn't do that, but. Many people are saying, got to meet his girlfriend too. They drove up from Louisville and I was, they both were like, yeah, it was, it was a little better when you just had to walk 10 minutes from your on-campus house or your house right off campus instead of driving an hour and a half. I was like, well, we'll get used to it, buddy, because that, that that's your reality now. You're no longer a college student, but it was great. Uh, ran into a lot of people at the game on Saturday. It's just a fun weekend, Rash. Weekends like that are good good reset button weekends in the sense of you get to like, we don't get to see the people that we're talking to on radio every day. 
we don't do a ton of remotes because our show starts at 7 a.m. So it was nice getting to see people on Friday, run into your like UK football family on Saturday, your tailgating friends, the people that sit near you in your section. It just felt kind of good to get back into the swing of things there. So football season is fully back. We've got sports content out the wazoo from here till hopefully April. And in April, I will be having my second kid. Hannah and I are pregnant. Congratulations. That's awesome. I wasn't wasn't really planning on saying it today, but why not? Uh, All our friends and family know. But uh, talking about how the sports season is going to end in April, it made me think, oh, yeah, your due date's April 10th. So this could all work out. We're going to welcome in a baby after UK wins the national championship just like a couple days before. That's going to be pretty cool. That's going to be awesome. I don't know how the wife's going to feel about me flying back right to the hospital room, but we'll figure that out. Kidding, kidding. I wasn't allowed to go to the Florida LSU games weeks away from from when my first baby was born. So, and I didn't want to anyways. I didn't want to anyways. When I said I wasn't allowed, I misspoke. I wasn't, it wasn't, I wasn't allowed to. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. No, but we're excited about that. Uh, We're really, really excited. Uh, Lucy calls it baby bear. And then she'll always rub her stomach, which is really cute and funny to see. So uh, we're, we're over the moon excited about it. And uh, yeah, so so we've got that to look forward to. Roush, you're going to have to give me the data two advice. Oh, yeah. Uh, I forgot Duke used to do that, too, where he was like, I've got a stingray in my belly. I don't know where the stingray came from, but uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. It, no, it's it's fun. It's a good time. Uh, yesterday, Brooke had both the boys at, I don't know, Lowe's or Home Depot or something like that, and they were just losing their minds in the store, and it was it was just, just wonderful. Um seeing how hilarious they are so you're gonna you're gonna enjoy the heck out of it when they can start playing together frank's just getting to where like they can kind of he can be a little bit rougher you know and they're not you know killing each other or hurting each other so that's that's a great time so looking forward to it uh, i am we're we're very happy and uh you know hope hopefully everything looks good health wise but you know we'll, we'll continue to to keep up they they do our doctors i've been impressed with them along the way so uh, yeah, there's some big time news there. Uh, we've got big time news maybe in the world of UK basketball. Roush, is the Croatian sensation going to happen? Shoot me straight here, buddy. Um, well, it sounds like they're really uh, pulling out all the stops to get UK to say that this guy can speak English, which is, um, if you watch him speak English, it's pretty clear he speaks English. So um, from... My perspective looking in on just like some people saying he's good, some people saying he's not, like there, it's been a real not a master class on getting the information out there to like, like it sounds like initially they were trying to reassure people that it's going to be no big deal, uh, but now it is a big deal um, and UK might have to just make like one big exception for this big seven footer to make him get on campus. So um yeah get it done eli come on i highly recommend reading jack's stuff on this listening to jack on this he's got a good grip on this situation and relaying it i won't i I won't totally do it justice and i'll probably get something wrong on this so just mind you there supposedly he has taken his test to get into uk 
the te- he passed the test. It's not like he got a bad grade or anything like that. But I guess he took it unaccredited, or I guess whatever style of test he took is not the style that UK accepts. So they're they're not going to accept it. And he'd have to take it again, but now it's like too late to take it again or something like that. And it's, it seems like he, it's kind of a took, messy spot. He took the ACT when you're supposed to take the SAT. Is that's what it kind of sounded like to me. Yeah, yeah. That, that's it, the best way to like compare it. And he got an ACT score that is darn well good enough for UK's 94% acceptance rate. But because of the technicality is the way I read it, that UK is saying we we and, and of course this isn't UK basketball. UK basketball is probably heading down with pitchforks and torches to the admissions office. But this is an admissions thing. This is you. This is the University of Kentucky, uh, not the athletic department necessarily. And the way that the experts are talking about it, it's not a guarantee that this that the Croatian sensation is going to be playing basketball for the Cats this year. I mean. If you think straights are dire, Matt Jones wrote a post on Kentucky Sports Radio. So, uh, how many times has that happened? In the last five years, not many, I would guess. Maybe one other time. I don't. I can't. I really can't remember the last time it happened. So, um, yeah, yeah. I think there should be some legitimate concern among the Big Blue Nation because it's September fifth. Classes started two weeks ago, Wednesday. Yeah, he should like already be on camp. We should be seeing him. When you see those pictures from the t- the basketball team going to the volleyball game on Friday, and unfortunately for UK volleyball, I think they're they're a good team this year, but I don't think they're gonna they're gonna do anything best. too yeah. special. Unfortunately, uh, Pitt swept them Friday, and then they played again yesterday, and Kentucky was able to get at least one set, but but still lost to to Pittsburgh. And Pittsburgh's really good. Pittsburgh's a national title contender, but you have expectations of Kentucky being national title contenders. I don't think that's going to be the case well, this year. They, they 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 got swept on Friday, and then in the return trip to Pitt on Sunday, split the first two, and then just went in an eight zero hole in Game Three. And it's just like, well, there you go. Like you fought yeah. that hard, and so yeah, yeah. They're just not. They are they aren't the um, dominant top kind of ten competing for a Final Four title this year. But they could still win the SEC. They could. This year and, and end up being a solid team, but it's not looking like they're – I think they're young, too, still. Yeah, true, true. I don't think they've really ever even gotten old since their national championship team. They've lost some transfers. They've brought some people in, but I still think they're waiting for some of their younger crop to really emerge. Um, but that being said, you the, the U.K. basketball team went to their match on Friday. They were at the football game on Saturday. He should be there. He, sh- he should be with this stuff. And you're going to probably hear people today, the next couple of days, really try to put the squeeze on the UK admissions. I am going to be totally on board with it. What are we doing? This is Kentucky basketball. If I'm not mistaken, this kid can speak four languages. Like, I know people that were at UK. I don't know him, but if it's true that he speaks four languages, he deserve- like he-, he can be on UK's campus. He should be admitted. This is a student that is probably going to take his academics more serious than maybe some other student athletes will. It's going to be his first exposure, maybe his only exposure to American colleges and universities and that lifestyle. What are we doing, Kentucky? Like this isn't somebody that you're having to to 
like he's a terrible student and you're changing D's to B's. He he took a different style test than you needed and you can't you can't just accept it. This you can't make an exception. Also, why assuming why, everything why else this, checks out? Why was this not figured out weeks ago, UK? Like, and why that's another good that, point. That's, it's the, like, that's the part that annoys me the most. It's like whoever is we we, we TJ Bowser made it official that this is his last week at UK. So I don't know who gets past the blame for administration. How much is Sandy Bell still running stuff? Because this sounds right up her alley. How did they not get this figured out by now? He committed in what? Early July-ish? Mid-July? Yes. Like, figure it out. Not that hard. I agree. Like, why? you know, I get it that, like, it's dumb. It seems like the same test, just accepted. But why was he ever taking the test that wouldn't have been accepted at Kentucky to begin with? Like, who signed off on this? When UK was like, here's what you need, here's what you need, here's what you need. How did this get lost in translation or the the not? And again, it's stuff that I don't, like, I truly just don't know. I don't think anybody does except for a few folks. And it's, why? How? What happened there? How about Kyle Tucker saying TJ Beisner may go do something similar he was doing at UK at another major program? Yeah, uh, I've, uh, yeah, I would not be surprised either. Oh, so behind the scenes, it's already been discussed. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know where, but I was never under the impression that he was leaving this profession. So uh, I thought he was. Not that he ever told me that he was, but just kind of, you know, hey, you know, congrats on on whatever's next. I, I, I don't know. I almost got the sense he just kind of wanted to to wash his hands clean of it. Maybe he just wanted to wash his hands clean of, of what was going on at UK. Yeah, uh, that. Um, that's my assumption. Gotcha. But, yeah, yeah. But you know, we that's don't. We Kentucky won a game. We don't have to. Uh, linger on bad Kentucky basketball news. I did get a good kick out of uh, Jack. Found an old compilation clip of all of his one questions with Isaiah Briscoe, and my gosh, that was great TV for somebody who really hated being on TV. So uh, those were incredible. Uh, Going to miss having TJ around. Uh, but man, what what a, what a throwback back to 2017 that was. Yeah, people forget Isaiah Briscoe, pretty good basketball player though. Yeah, people do like, forget that. Played played his role. I had to kind of settle into it eventually, but once he was there, was was pretty good. That team should have won a national championship, and that bumps me out. But best of luck with TJ, whatever is next, uh, wherever that may be. And we'll be we'll be fans of them here. Text on into the Thornton text line 502-414-1450. 502-414-1450. Do we want to read some text? I mean, there's still a million things we could get to from the weekend. Yeah, let's read some text. They'll they'll get us to some of those. Yeah, um, good point. Uh, block numbers are a bad look. I'm totally with this texture, and it's not like I don't think they like. I think it looks good if you're just like looking at a uniform. I just have trouble with TJ making out whose number is which because on Kentucky's defensive line, they have a zero, an eight, and a nine. And they all look very similar to one another. Yeah, so, like, I'm also not to the point that I'm, like, I'm complaining or think it's just, like, the worst thing in the world. But the jerseys are just, like, a touch-off. They're close, I think, to being really good, but they're just, like, they're just a little off for whatever reason. I don't think you need the the big numbers on the shoulder pads and the Wildcat logo as well. 
I think you should have one or the other. And really, I think it should be the numbers that go because like, all right, we get what number you are. It's ginormous in the front. It's absolutely comically big in the back. And then now we're going to get it on the shoulder pads too. Like we, we get that. We get your number. We see it. It's, it's, it's apparent at this point. Um, so I still think they look fine, but I, I think I like the older version better. And I think just with maybe a small tweak or two, you could get these jerseys looking fine as well. But yeah, the numbers are, are huge. Oh, yeah, I just, I, it's no, nothing against the, the design or anything. I just, I, it's a little too bold and not defined enough makes it a little bit challenging for us old men to be able to see what it, who is exactly who down on there on the field, especially from up top in that uh, press box. Um, one texter says, I'm already getting annoyed with Derek Mason telling us what personnel is being used every play. Go cats. I'm glad yeah, so you were I, able to watch it. Not everybody with Spectrum was able to. I felt bad for some some cable users. Uh, it stinks. I wonder, the Spectrum stuff's wild, but it's just not something that impacts me, so it's kind of out of frame of mind for myself. But hearing some of the horror stories, there were like football games, Roush, that their press boxes couldn't get the game that was going on because it was Spectrum, <laughs> which is wild. It but, is wild. Is there like supposed to be any resolution on that? Have they figured uh, out? I don't. I don't think like the. I, I haven't done a ton of research, but a Dylan Ballard source tells him it might not be resolved for quite some time. And it strikes me as ESPN's the way that they're driving a hard bargain makes me think that they're just trying to get direct to consumer much faster. Like they're just going to try to be like, all right, just watch everything live on watch ESPN or whatever their streaming thing is. Um, that's that's what I think it might be. But yeah, I don't know if that's this right. broke when we were. I don't. Who knows? The days all run together at this point. But Cal, Stanford, and SMU officially joining the ACC. That that will happen. Interesting dynamics with that whole thing. NC State was the one that was blocking the whole thing. They were the no vote. And they flipped, and everybody's wondering why they flipped, like why they really, really flipped. But they did. So with their flip, and it's funny, it wasn't like, hey, we vote on this once, here's what it is. They voted on it, and they had enough no's where it wasn't going to pass. Florida State was hard against it. Clemson was hard against it. And I think North Carolina was hard against it. And NC State was against it. But they eventually changed, and I guess that was enough votes, whatever percentage you need, to get them to get those other teams in the league. But I'd love to know the behind the scenes of what would change the mind of NC State. And the second that they changed their mind, they, they were able to do a new vote, which is kind of wild. If I were Florida State, Clemson, I'd be like, are we just going to vote on this every day until somebody eventually comes around and says yes to it? Uh, but the ACC is still an absolute mess. But I do need to hand up, Florida State dominated, dominated LSU and looked like a college football playoff contender they looked really good. I was super impressed by them. Maybe LSU was just totally overrated. Roush, did you see that Brian Kelly stat against him in top 10 games? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Was the, he three um, and seven in his last 10 against the top 10? Pretty um, bad when you're playing, you know, it's not like you're at Arkansas or Kentucky or Vanderbilt where like, yeah, when you're playing top 10 teams, they're probably just going to, you're at Notre Dame and you're at LSU. Like those are places that you should be winning top 10 games on a regular basis. But 
Uh, I lost a little bit of money on that one, which I wasn't thrilled about. I lost my picks in the pick of the week, and that was a, a swing and a miss in a big way by me. I was totally off on that. Yeah, I was as well. Um, the stat I saw was that Brian Kelly's got more 20-point losses as a top-five team. O- only Woody Hayes and Joe Paterno have more, but they had 100-plus games as top-five head coach, and he has 30. So they got um, – they got to put on him there in that second half. I, I did not see that one coming. Uh, one of the most exciting games of the weekend. I was so I tried so hard to stay up for it, but it was just a lot of long days. The Wyoming uh, Texas Tech game out in Laramie Saturday night, where they had a thunderstorm delay, so it didn't get started till after nine p.m. Eastern time. Goes into double OT. I was I was hanging on him in the final five minutes of regulation, but just couldn't c- couldn't couldn't do it. Couldn't do it. Uh, either way, shout, shout out to the first weekend of college football. We didn't get a ton of close games, but it, those the, the primetime ones were a lot of fun, even though they got hairy at the end. Like I don't know about you, TJ, but I enjoyed watching Spencer Rattler get sacked nine times on Saturday night. That was a lot of fun. It felt like North Carolina was trying to leave the door open for South Carolina to come back, and uh, luckily South Carolina stinks. I didn't get that one right, at least. I got that one right. Uh, South Carolina replacing a ton of starters. I just didn't think they were all that great last year either, Roush. So replacing a ton of starters on a team that I didn't think was all that special, you you could see that one coming. And Drake May is a a good quarterback. I don't think Spencer Rattler is a terrible quarterback either. He's kind of unfortunately fallen into – negativity not always because of his fault. Um, Sometimes just being overhyped isn't necessarily on the athlete. But – I certainly enjoyed seeing them lose. That that made me happy. Uh, I feel better, a little bit better about that road game at Columbia, even after just one game. And again, I, you know, mm-hmm. we're going to change our mind on that. I would imagine a little bit more as time goes on. But but that was a step in the right direction. What else do? What else did we have from the call? I had another thing written down that I wanted to get to about uh, Saturday's college football. Scoots, you you were on the money with your picks at least. You were wrong about IU, but you got all the other ones right. That's right. Hey, but uh, full disclosure, I did end up betting IU plus 30 and a half. So it was a good day on Saturday. No, I me. don't – I mean, what? like all summer you were like, that's the lock. That's the absolute lock. Take it to the bank. Yeah, I Can't mean – get I, high enough. I and abs- then you say Saturday that you actually went the other way on it. Well, because you, you all do this too as fans, so don't paint me out to be a bad guy. But I woke up on Saturday morning – and I started watching that Kentucky game, and I was like, okay, Kentucky looks pretty good. And I just I had a feeling in my bones. I was like, Indiana covers covers that 30-and-a-half today. So I, I did end up betting the 30-and-a-half despite being on the other side of it all summer long. You're right. Well, you were bound to be right one way or another, I guess. <laughs> and I, I, I know exactly the feeling you're talking about. You wait, But I normally, I normally, normally will do the emotional hedge where it's like, I feel good about this game, but if I'm wrong, which I'm wrong all the time, I at least want to profit a little financially from it. But every so often there are mornings I wake up and I'm like, damn it, UK's covering. I don't care yeah. what anybody says, they're covering. Uh, so I, I can relate to that. Although... With how hot you were this weekend, I guess my my text messages were lost in the mail. The hot tips were lost in the mail. Hot tips are lost in the mail. Yeah, my bad. My bad. I, well, I'm not. I'll be the first to tell you. I'm not going to give anybody hot tips or betting advice when it comes to Indiana football because there's just it, it's such a you never know what's going to happen. You know, it's it's such a mixed bag. They could have came out and I don't, I wouldn't have been surprised if they got blown out by fifty. So 
Yeah, you just never know what you're going to get with Indiana football. I would say that like you do know what you're getting with Indiana football, and it's usually a pretty bad team. That's true. That's true as well. Hey, and by the way, I uh, every week last year we did the picks of the week. I bet my own picks in a parlay, right? Didn't do it this weekend, so that was cool. <laughs> that was Scoot. cool. Yeah, I was pretty ticked off. Oh, you're <laughs> unbelievable. You're really zigging and zagging with the bets. It's like I hit every bet, oh, but I didn't bet the parlay. <laughs> oh, but I did bet Indiana last minute, but it wasn't for a lot of money. Like, you know, you're uh, it's at least you're winning, though. Better my, than losing. My betting game's like my golf game. Wholly inconsistent. Oh, man. And that was the thing. And again, one more thing about the golf scoots. If you were playing your own ball, I don't think you would have had a terrible round. If oh, I was no. playing my own ball, I don't think I would have had a terrible round. If Mike was playing his own ball, he probably would have been very proud of the round that he had. At Roush, if you're hitting those putts, those are huge score savers as well. So you could have shot pretty solid for your standards as well. Although, Roush, did you tell us that you've never kept your own score in a game of golf? It's very rare, like handful of times. Tops. Like Park Mammoth was one of the few times? Yep. Yeah, I mean, it, probably, yeah, but I, I would think it's about a handful. Because um, when I was a kid, we would just do, like, match play. Um, yeah. So, like, you know, we know who would won the hole, but I wouldn't know, like, my overall score because I'd have some eights and nines and stuff <laughs> sprinkled in there. But, yeah. Uh, well, both you and Rutherford, I feel like if you all decided to just play more, which I know there's not enough time, especially both of you all having two kids and me soon enough, but – uh, I, I get that, like, the, you just the free time you do have, you're probably not going to be spending five hours on a golf course. But the way that mm. you and Mike sometimes, Mike has such a smooth swing, but yeah. you you still can crush. I mean, you can crush driver, you can crush your irons, you can and crushing fifty five foot putts is all the same. So, I, I, we should have probably finished seven under. I think that I think five under was a little disingenuous to the round that we had, but the wheels fell off there late. That's okay. Yeah. You we'll can, get them next year. You can blame me and Fireball if you want. Oh, Scoots. <laughs> yeah, uh, folks, Scoots started the day with a triple Fireball. Like, just sip on on hole one at 9.15. And I'm just like, I, I thought he was joking when he said triple Fireball. Nope, he was he was not joking. It turned out to be a great oh. decision. Great decision. And then, like, Scoots is really buddy-buddy with the cart girl. Like, like you're just one of her frequent customers, it seemed like. Yeah, I go to Elk Run all the time. I, I know both of those bartenders really well. So, yeah, we are we are kind of buddy-buddy. It was, it was. It was cool to see. It looked like Scoots was, like, the big shot on campus <laughs> when, the, when the cart girl came up and was like, your normal triple-shot fireball, Scoots. And he was like, come on. That's right. Keep them coming. <laughs> oh, what do we got on the text line? Uh, we got a texter who says, I hope the ref feels for bad for horsey. Shouldn't even be in the game. Ridiculous. That call was horrific. They should, you, you always let a fumble, a fumble play on, uh, the call two refs flagging Zion Childress for turning around and having a ball hit him in the face mask. And he caught it. Horrendous call should have been on the other side. Should have been on offensive pass interference. Yeah, that was bad. Some bad calls. I thought the Quill Saunders rewatching that one, they called a hold on the opening play of the second drive, dude just bumps the running back behind the line of scrimmage. You're allowed to do that. That was a terrible call as well. There was That crew had a rough first game. We were all wondering that that hold. It was like 
football was happening and we're getting penalized for it. I don't quite understand. So I didn't quite understand it. And you don't always get the replays either, but a texture on the Thornton's text on says on defense, our D line is undoubtedly the real deal. That being said, our secondary is absolutely getting sliced and diced by ball state. That's pretty concerning when going up against the likes of a Tennessee, Bama and Georgia. But weirdly enough, there's another texture somewhere down the line that says they were disappointed with the defensive line where they feel like the defensive line needs to, needs to get, do a little bit of a better job. So I think altogether the defense has room to improve on, but I, I also was not like, oh boy, we're going to be in trouble. It They were, they gave up 14 points. They gave him a touchdown in one half. They gave up a touchdown in another half. They're That's okay. They're going to be all right. Yeah. Uh, JQ Hardaway had a rough debut, but hey, that's why you got the little, little bit of extra runway. Also, that quarterback that came in was awesome. A little... Samantha, oh, yeah. the true freshman. I don't know how, why they play the other guy. I mean, he he looks significantly better than anyone else out there. Yeah, he was he was slippery for sure. And hey, you know, we talked about all summer about how this schedule to start for Kentucky is a joke. Like the first month of the season is a joke. Well, let's take advantage of it. Like we can allow ourselves to be a little rusty in these games. You don't have Florida next week. You and again, every team across college football is dealing with some of. Sloppy play, shaking rust off, needing somebody to step up at this position. But not as many teams has the schedule that UK has. So these are the games to figure it out. This is You've got plenty of time to do it. You're, you probably don't even need to play the starters past the third quarter this upcoming Saturday, but maybe you, you can and get them extra reps if that's what you decide to do. But let's the schedule is what it is. Let's use it to our advantage to allow games like Saturday, which I overall would probably still give it like a B, close to a B plus. Uh, you get plenty of time to try to move that up to an A, A minus, A plus. And let's take advantage of that. Not other, not as many teams can do that. Uh, maybe we take advantage of our final break. And that sounds good. Yeah. On yeah. We knew the show was going to roll up today and it's doing just that. We'll come back. Some breaking news and local media that we'll tell you about here on Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Justin Kalen's the producer, Nick Roush, and I'm TJ Walker. We'll be right back. Welcome to Kentucky Roll Call with Walker and Roush. You don't have what they call the social skill. That's why you never have any friends except for your mama. Welcome back. One final segment, Kentucky Roll Call here on Big X Sports Radio. Great tunes, as always, by our buddy Scoots. And he is our producer extraordinaire, Nick Roush, myself. Hope you're having a great start to your Tuesday, getting back in the swing of things. It is a short week, but it's uh, still kind of stinks. It was a lot of fun, and you hate when the weekend's over. But that's all right. We get to do it all again just in a few days. And Roush is right. We got football, NFL football on Thursday. What's the opening game? It's the Chiefs hosting the Lions. Lions, yeah. 
Yeah, we haven't seen the Lions since they ended my Green Bay playoff chances last year in Lambeau Field, sending Aaron Rodgers and Randall Cobb out of Green Bay in a Packers jersey one final time and keeping them out of the playoffs. That was a really, really frustrating Sunday night football game uh, to end Green Bay season. That being said, the Lions are kind of a, a sexy little pick in the NFC North. Not something that people normally say about the Detroit Lions. We'll do a NFL football special show on later in the week, or, or I think we already made our picks, but we can talk more NFL when we get more time. But something to look forward to. And we're just a couple days away from that. And then you get full college football Saturday, full NFL slate on Sunday. Roush, we are all the way back, baby. We are all the way back. Um, I think I know the the player or the game that you we didn't mention. Uh, Coach Prime was the story of the weekend. You're going to hear about it everywhere, but uh, that was fun. That was fun. Uh, we were just at the UK game, so we couldn't watch it happen. But shout out to uh, Mrs. Luckett for getting Mr. Luckett an iPad so we can have two screens on during the game. And we just had that. It was like, did Travis oh, Hunter? Nice. Did he just did he just pick a pass off? Like, wait, did he just catch all a pass? Like that. Uh, so yeah, that was a lot of fun. A lot of fun this weekend. Yeah, it's a genius idea to just have your own like little watch party set up in the press box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Real smart. That that is smart. Yeah, I, I'm over. I'm over Coach Prime. I'm out on him. I'm out. Out on him after one awesome win. First off, TCU's overrated. It was, it was, but a great win. They were big dogs. Uh, I wanted to bet Colorado, and I didn't like an idiot, but uh, it was just too many points to begin with. But winning is a big deal. Just basically creating this roster out of thin air is a big deal. Uh, but you want a football game. And if it wasn't such a surprise, then why are you acting like it was such a surprise? It, it was a surprise though. They were three. They were twenty point underdogs. Three and a half wins was their season win total. Yeah. Then why are you calling out? Why are you calling out media after the game if it's not a surprise? If you knew it was so, going to happen, yeah. Then, but that's what Coach, that's what Dion does, man. That's and what I'm out. Does. And I'm out on. It. I'm telling you, I'm out. Oh man. You know you can't you you're, can't have it both. You can't now. Nah, you can't have it both ways. You can't celebrate like you won the Super Bowl and then go into the press conference and call out everybody who didn't believe in you. You don't get it both ways. Sorry. One or the other. If they would have acted like it was a normal win, then come on back, and then you just go to town on everybody. I like that. I mean, that's fun. Or go crazy, treat it like the win that it was, which was a big win, Roush. I'm not, I'm not, I do think TCU is overrated, but it's a huge win. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Celebrate it, but then come into the locker room and, you know, say, listen, we're getting this thing rolling. I tried to tell you all beforehand. I'm telling you all now. This was a big step in the right direction, and we hope to have more of them. You but just want Deion always... Sanders to be against his personality that no. he's been for 30 years. No, he doesn't have to be so combative if it wasn't such a surprise. He wasn't that combative. He was very, uh, thought, he was very combative. Did, did you hear I mean, all the quotes, though? I guess like, I heard all the quotes. No, no, but like, did you read them or did you hear them? Because I thought the video wasn't as near as bad as just the tweets. I thought the video was worse than the tweets. Yeah. He's calling out reporters, and then he'd be like, "I'm not talking about you, though." Then why are you doing this to me? Then, like, yeah, why, no, are, we, why, why are we doing that? Give, give me, give me bombastic. Uh, just I, like I love my college football coaches a little crazy. Um, so yeah, give, give me that. Now, am I going to turn on at some point? Of course, that's uh, that's how it always happens. Um, but yeah, I, I'll take it just as long as you aren't whining about the chain gang after the game when you lost by <laughs> two touchdowns or whatever it was like 
I love that Beamer's like, this is the, it is like it's all night. The chain gang, we got an onside kick call, and they're busy eating a hot dog. Dude, you got the onside kick. You lost because you can't block, and you're running, you couldn't run the ball. Your offensive line stinks. Like, stop trying to pass the blame off on somebody else. Yeah, that was a tough look. Uh, not not a good look at all. I like the barstool. Just called him a loser in a headline. That's uh, good stuff. Oh, it was. Did you did you see who wrote it? It was Bobby, right? Yeah. Wow. Good job, Bobby. Got him. Doing great work there, Bobby. A texter on the Thornton's text line says, "TJ, was the fan atmosphere at Kroger Field actually bonkers, or were you being sarcastic?" I was being sarcastic. It was you would have you would not have known that beer was being sold for the first time based on the crowd. People behave themselves, but. This is not to say, like, there's going to be incidents at Kroger Field. And guess what? There were incidents at Kroger Field before they served beer. And the first time that it happens, whenever that may be, people are, it's going to be made a bigger deal than it should be. But incidents happen. They did last year at Kroger Field. They have for all 50 years that Kentucky's been playing. There probably was something on Saturday. I just didn't hear about it. I didn't see anything. Everybody looked like they were having a good time and, and behaving properly. But things happen in public. And it won't be an indictment because they're starting to serve beer to the common folk at Kroger Field. But that's what it's going to be blamed on whenever there is an incident. But no, I was being sarcastic. Everything went fine. Uh, it was nice. To, it was a good day. It was a nice Saturday. Uh, another text on the Thornton's text on says, Scoots, you need a cover, so I believe you owe TJ some money, or is it the other way around? Yeah, that's true. We didn't bet on that, did we? Yeah, I think it was after your 17th fireball shot. I think we agreed to no. like a, you know. A, a little bet. No, uh, we never we never bet on that. I would I don't place bets against Indiana football or on Indiana football. Uh, you, you just must it must have been the alcohol. Uh, <laughs> Scoots Indiana covered. So uh, if Horsey's out for the season, are we absolutely hosed on the offensive line? Good news, he's not. Uh, hopefully, it's not coach speak, but does that is good news that it doesn't seem like he's going to be. How long is a few weeks? We'll see. Yeah, I'm I'm hoping by the Georgia game, but we'll we'll we will see. Um, yeah. Oh, also we mentioned. I, I know it's a little bit delayed, but um, we mentioned the South Carolina offensive line being bad. Ford offensive line pretty bad too. So yeah, we should have a hand up there. We're yeah. looking like like Mertz early on. Chill. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just chill. chill. And I'll I'll say I'll, uh, he, he's gonna be he's gonna be fine. He's gonna make some throws that will just. Drop our jaws. He'll be all right. I don't he believe that. Definitely that's... Um, pressing. So, I mean, first game in a long mm-hmm. time, new place. I think, yeah, he was for sure. He'll trying, settle in. Trying a little too much. Yeah. He doesn't have the summer hype he has if that was his A plus game, and it wasn't. And I still was okay with the game that he played, all things considered. By the way, I, I teased it. I need to mention it. Breaking news in local media: Haley Minow getting out of the TV news business. Announced on social media this morning that her last day. At WHAS will be Friday, and she's taking a non-news job. So, is this my fault? Yeah, it, mm, yeah. I mean, uh, I, put, actually, I put that rejoin together, and then now the next day we find out she's getting out. Like what? What? That is. That's a. Ooh. I didn't even think about that. Scoots. Ma- maybe her bo- curse. Maybe her bosses heard the rejoin, and they're like, "Oh, that's that's wildly inappropriate. You're out of here." I, I, I don't think so. But regardless, whatever's whatever's next for Haley, best of luck. Uh, she's welcome on KRC anytime. So we'll, uh, I'll look forward to seeing what that next move is. It's always interesting when people get out of sports for good, for uh, for a different career. It, 
sometimes I know it's not sports for her. It's news, TV, but in the limelight all the same. Uh, but I'll I'll be rooting for her, and uh, I bet she'll. I bet those early mornings she's not going to miss those. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you, you you might have heard this before, but uh, TV news terrible hours. C- correct. Very, yeah. very terrible hours. Yeah, yeah. Our front seven looks terrific, but our defensive backs look quite suspect. I know it's early, but they need to figure it out in the next couple of weeks because this won't cut it in SEC play. This team desperately needs Carrington Valentine. Maxwell Harrison was the highest graded player on Kentucky's defense, um, according to PFF. Now, uh, you can dispute those or whatever, you know. But, like, it, it isn't all bad. Um, and I think some of it was – that quarterback actually just playing really well and other it, it, it is trying to figure out themselves and they're going to get tested this week. I know you probably don't want to hear that, but the EKU has a very good quarterback. They can spread it around and throw the ball. So whereas last week, Alex Safari and Keaton way got a lot of run because they were going up against bigger guys. You're going to see a lot more nickel sort of, um, Small, lighter, more defensive back packages, and they're they're going to get tested. They're going to get tested. I say this respectfully. If anybody, if any position group looks bad against EKU, then I'm I, I'm going to have issues with that position group. Well, I'm not like I, I don't mean they're going to get exposed, but like correct. Yeah, the whole then, point is they're just going to throw it around. But yeah, I'm I'm with you, TJ. Like I'm not, I wasn't trying to say that you were saying that, I, but I'm just adding that caveat that like right. You should it, kick their ass. If Cincinnati beats them 66 to 14 and this Kentucky team is half half the team we think they may be going into this season, it should be a 40 point win. Yeah, and the Stoops definitely will he he will not be running the ball late like he did against Ball State, which yeah. uh, cover of a lifetime because of the relationships he has with the coaches on that staff. I mean, three And that crossed my mind. That you know. that did. CJ Con, you know, he's not going to want to embarrass CJ Conrad and those guys. Maxwell Smith, the quarterback's coach, Walt Wells, was on his staff for two years. So, yeah, he'll be calling off the dogs early um, if the offense gets rocking and rolling. Maxwell Smith never played for Stoops, right? He was gone before then. No, he was his first starting quarterback towards ACL in week three, I think. And that is that why we got Jalen Whitthrow? Yes. Gotcha, man. I, I, I didn't. That's, that's wild to me. I did not realize that those timelines matched up. Yeah, pretty crazy. Jalen Withrow did some nice things. I just am always thrown off every time. He actually played in nine games in 2013. Um, It's crazy. It Uh, is crazy. People forget that uh, Jalen Whitlow does a podcast with Aaron Gershaw, which every time I see it on my timeline, I'm just thrown off. Like, oh, Jalen Whitlow. So the Stoops quarterbacks are Maxwell Smith, Jalen Whitlow, Patrick Tolls, Drew Barker. Yep, Steven Johnson. Steven Johnson. Uh, can't forget Sawyer, about the shot. Sawyer Smith. Sawyer Smith. Yeah, Sawyer Smith. And then Terry Wilson. And then we can, it's easy to kind of get to the rest. Or admit, Lynn Deuce Bowden. Hogan. Lynn Bowden. People forget about that. A texture on the Thornton's text line says, Hey, fellas, Brad from Bellbrook here. Enjoyed a few too many beers yesterday and was too critical. I think this team could be really good. Bleary went almost a year without live reps, so he'll get back to his former self, and the defensive backs played better than I gave them credit for. The D-line is so good that the defensive backs should have plenty of opportunities for interceptions with opposing QBs having little time in the pocket. Apologies for overreacting. So hungover, he said. Hmm. Good to, good to, good to know the hangovers are back. It's that time of year. 
Uh, gotta hydrate while drinking in that heat. Uh, the O-line still looks shaky. Weary's strength is supposed to be accuracy. Hope he was just shaking off the rust. Kentucky football, it's easy to just expect their worst until they prove otherwise. So looking for a much better showing next week. Ray Davis is officially my all-time favorite football player at UK, no matter what he does on the field. Go Big Blue. And yeah, we mentioned that on a Friday, but his story is pretty amazing. And also, I think he ex- exceeded some expectations with some explosive runs on Saturday. Um, he looked good. He looked good. 112 yards in his debut on only what is it here eight carries 14 carries uh thought it was going to be a running back by committee it was not it was mostly the ray davis show tj were tj dropped out roush i'm not sure what's going on there but did what did what did you see out of davis that you really liked because i thought you know we he's smaller than chris rodriguez so we had made a bunch about chris rodriguez being able to fall forward for two yards but Seem like Davis has that same mentality, no? I mean, if you need two, three yards, if he feels like a guy that could pick it up nine times out of ten. Yeah, well, my my thing was the, just his vision on those outside zone runs, his ability to see the holes, because like that was the whole talk was that Kentucky was going to run this outside zone when Liam Cohn came in in twenty twenty one, and he abandoned it pretty quickly because this Kentucky wasn't built for it. Uh, they're better built for it now. Ray has run that at previous stops. Um, and ultimately, it should benefit Kentucky's play-action game, too, because those are slower-developing runs. Uh, it's going to give Kentucky's receivers more time to get downfield for those big shots. So I, I just I really liked his vision, his explosiveness. Although, before his first touchdown run, he did miss the hole. But for the most part, like that, that guy does a great job of seeing where the play develops to where like you don't have to – block everything perfectly because the the hole is going to open up somewhere. It just might not be the initial watch point. Um, so I think that's fair. I was really impressed with his cutbacks as well. That was impressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he, he looked good out there. He looked good I, out there on Saturday. A texter says, TJ Walker, the sports stalker, with all due respect, I shall not lay off the sauce after that Florida State beatdown. That was awesome. Knowles and Cats roll. Happy Labor Day weekend. Sincerely, South Georgia Wildcat. Take it easy on me, South Georgia Wildcat. I was dead wrong about your Florida State Knowles. Overcashed by the end of the third quarter in the Louisville game, the dome theory prevails. Wow. I should have should have known to, to play the dome. Hey, the UK overhit too for those that were on that. A texter says, another neutral site overcashed with LSU and Florida State. The theory prevails again. But that one wasn't a dome, right? That was outdoors. That was outdoors, yeah. But it was neutral. We had to figure out the pass rush. Trayvon Wallace is so good. Figure out the pass rush. They had three sacks. I mean, they just didn't. I was fine with the pass rush. Yeah, yeah, I thought it would. I think some people just expect, like, the opposing offensive line to fall over regularly. And that's just not, like, even with such a beast with Deion Walker, you're not, you know, it's these guys are D1 football players on the other side. People do forget that. They are also uh, D1 football players. Um, also, Ball State's third downs, when they were getting Kentucky, uh, five of them were four yards or shorter. So if they needed to get rid of the ball quickly, they could. When it was third of nine or more, um, only one of three. So uh, Kentucky got after them. Nothing against the Palmetto State, but it always makes for a glorious weekend when Clemson and South Carolina go down in flames. Looking forward to Cat's defensive line exacting its revenge on Rattler if he's not in a full body cast by then. Yeah, I don't know how that guy's going to survive. 
all the way to November. I mean, they could be very demoralized by then. Whew. Punt or field goal block for a touchdown are a ton of fun. Wallace versus Florida last season. Ooh, That's true, good too. Point. Yeah, yeah. Another texter mentioned the same thing. Those are a lot of fun. Those are fun. Because yeah. you expect the other team to be scoring, and instead, yeah. boom, you get points. Totally true. It's such a it, it can be such a swing. And then like returning a, a long missed field goal, but you don't get those all that often. Yeah, yeah. But that's you know, that's similar to a kickoff or a punt return, all the same. But in the mold of what you just said though, you're expecting maybe points on the other end, and boom, you blink and it's points on on your end. I thought he was the guy that can shoot even par at the Augusta par three. That's what I was looking for on Friday. I was looking for that guy, Scoots. Yeah, that guy did not show up. Not really sure where that guy has been this summer. But he needs to make a, an appearance and get back into my life. So, yeah, my bad. John here. Good morning, everyone. Wow, I had a blast over the weekend. Thanks to the KRC crew. The golf scramble was awesome. The game was great. Glad to see Key got another touchdown grab. Man, Mr. Key is pretty good in the red zone. Hey, Justin, the restaurant Beer Nose was a pretty good recommendation. I was wearing my Kentucky Roll Call shirt in Louisville Bar Atmosphere on their season opener. When I walked in, it seemed like the music stopped and everyone had a terrible look to give me. It did not matter. I walked in like this Kentucky fan owned the place, and it was an experience I'll never forget. We'll got to go talk to you later. John, glad you had a great time. Uh, your videos were great that you posted out there recapping they the weekend. Were, yeah. And uh, great, to, great to see you as always, buddy. So glad you had fun, and yeah, Scoots hooked him up. Yeah, John, sorry as well for sending you to Bear Nose. I didn't I've had forgotten that Louisville played that night. So I could have sent you somewhere a little more Kentucky fan friendly, but it sounds like you you rocked it. Yeah, it was fine. That that uh that beer nose setup has one of the better TV setups in, in Louisville, if you ask me. In section twenty two, the concessions were fairly smooth. I waited in line for ten minutes at halftime, but the line was constantly moving. Ticket system outside was a disaster, was hot and was in the hot sun for 20 minutes before we got in. Yeah, that was, I, I agree that that was like the only thing that I could even say was kind of a hiccup was the tickets getting in. I think it being so hot and like the, the sun hitting those people's screens and stuff, I think they were having some issues with it, but they'll get that panned out. And besides that, I agree with you, Texter. Everything was pretty smooth. The, um, that's when you just got to sneak in, just, just bum rush and sneak in. <laughs> Guy in my section started to walk up to the seats with two beers in hand, looked right over at the cops, held them up, and said, can't take them from me now. That's great. <laughs> when can we get a KRC bang-a-chain disc golf scramble? I'm horrible at like throwing a Frisbee. Yeah, I just haven't played in a long time. I feel like that was the first, once I had kids, it just went by the wayside. So I'd love to play um, sometime soon. Roush was a big chain Listen. banger back in the day. Big chain banger. Congrats, TJ and family. Thank you. We announced in hour one that we're going to be having our second kid in April. We're very excited about that. And we need to end our show. We still got a few texts we didn't get to today. We'll get to them tomorrow. And besides that, it's good to be back. Uh, two hours wasn't going to be enough today. It wasn't. There were a few other things we needed to get to. I didn't get to talk USA basketball. They're playing right now, by the way. And this is the quarterfinal game. So if they lose, they're out. It's been a really, really, really long World Cup basketball event. And they did lose to Lithuania, but luckily that game was meaningless for the most part. But they're playing Italy right now. They're probably going to win by a bunch. Uh, but we'll talk about all this stuff and more tomorrow. Good to have the football back. Good to be back on radio. This is Kentucky Roll Call on Big X Sports Radio. Roll TJ Walker, Nick Roush, and Justin King. Okay. Wasted.